1: plushcare.com slash weight loss you know i've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast my friends at eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index social index now gives you globally earned media values across growing list of six geographies Thank you for sitting down. If you wouldn't mind, give me your name, your title, and your role.
0: Uh, my name is Eric Fuller. I'm the uh, My title is uh, Pepsi Marketing Director. Uh, my role is I'm in charge of integrated marketing communications for the Pepsi brand.
1: Congrats on the Effie. Oh, thank you. What does winning an award like that mean to you?
0: Oh, it's It's been an amazing ride in uh, the last three months when we first found out that we had won. Uh, at Pepsi, we really don't take a lot of time to look back and to celebrate the uh uh, the accomplishments, and I think everyone felt extremely good about the campaign, and we were uh, uh, very proud the night of uh, the Super Bowl and seeing Beyonce on stage, and and having a intro to halftime that we developed, um, and then we quickly moved on. And I think um, once we, we we received the news, um, you know, it all came flooding back, and you, and you think about all of the hard work and everything that went into it. Um, at all levels of the organization and all disciplines. I mean, we actually had to uh, secure rights for the thousand individual photos that were part of that intro, and that required signed affidavits that were notarized. And there are individuals within the team that actually had to go out and figure out ways in in a time-crunched uh, environment to get you know, a thousand people to sign affidavits. So I think what this meant for them is acknowledgement of their efforts. Um, you know, I, I think it, uh, from, from the CMO, Simon Loudon, uh, down to um, the, the lowest levels of, of employees and everyone felt uh, a sense of pride and accomplishment and uh, um, we felt it was, um, you know,
1: uh, great acknowledgement of, of a huge effort. So thinking about that team, that huge effort, um, how, did, how did the team come together? What, what, you, you got you, you, the Pepsi guys, the agency partners. Yeah. Um, how, who are they? Yeah. How, how did you guys work together?
0: Our, the agency that uh, worked in the campaign was Mechanism, and they're based out of New York and San Francisco. And uh, we have about a five-year um, relationship with them. And then we really see them as um, brand storytellers. And I, I think um, they're right on trend with what's uh, necessary for taking our brand to the uh, uh, the next five ten years, and I think when we when we first started working with them, they had this idea um, that was very delivered very clearly on the brief we laid out for them, um, which was about this amplification of millennials' voices. And um, they're very in tune with social media, and they know how that medium works, and um, have a strong connection with social influencers, and they really know how to get the message out through those channels. and um, so, we really are pleased to be working with them and uh, we have done quite a lot of work with them. They actually did our um, uh, 2014 intro to, to Super Bowl halftime show as well, which was also very successful. Um, so, Mechanism has been uh, great partners of ours. And and I think the, they are, I use the word partners, because they do work with every employee at, at, on the Pepsi team. and. Um, We are, the way we're organized, the brand, again, sits at the center, but we have a very strong relationship with the sports marketing team. Um, They have that relationship with the NFL. um, So everything we do has to be uh, tested and, not tested, but checked through the NFL and approved. Um, So it wouldn't happen without these strong relationships that these teams build. And then our social media team, our PR team, that campaign generated over 5 billion media impressions. Mm Uh, which, when you think of five billion, it's a, quite a quite a huge undertaking, and um, I think that's testament to their connections and how aggressive they were in getting the message out. Um, our media team was phenomenal. We had um, New York City takeovers uh, with um, Beyonce prominently displayed uh, when the ball dropped on New Year's Eve, and uh, we got a huge bump in, in impressions because that was on you know ABC uh, live on ABC on New Year's Eve. So I think every uh, Discipline is working together to figure out the best way to um, drive this campaign, and, and that's why I think we'll be represented tonight by um, somebody from each one of those disciplines. Uh, so everyone's feeling really good about the accomplishment and the and the uh, recognition.
1: So you won an, an effie for um, welcoming Beyonce to the stage for the halftime show. Uh, tell me a little bit about what was what went behind that that idea.
0: It was it's interesting because um, it all came from an insight that. Uh, um, was really um, targeted at the millennial consumer and that they leveraged social media um, to really amplify their voice. Um, they do that so that uh, they can really be part of something bigger. And we felt what's bigger than the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl halftime show. You have the biggest sports franchise in the world. Um, you have the biggest concert of the year. Um, and we happen to have the biggest artist in the world with Beyonce that year. So it was uh, an opportunity to allow our our consumer to lend their voice. And um, we integrated um, thousands of photos of fans um, to create the first fan-sourced intro to the Super Bowl halftime show.
1: Were there any big challenges with executing on that campaign?
0: There were major challenges, uh, mostly because we had three of the most powerful brands in the world. With NFL, you had Beyonce, and you had Pepsi. And all uh, very high standards of of, uh, excellence and all with, you know, Uh, similar but uh, a little uh, variation in their um, their marketing goals so we really had to be extremely collaborative strong partners um, work very closely together to figure out uh, where we can integrate and where we can make this uh, the best finished product for all involved so I would say the biggest challenge is just working across those three big massive properties but it was a great partnership.
1: Was, was there any takeaways or learnings that you had as it related to that? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we, we learned a great deal. Um, it was a global deal with Beyonce that um, Pepsi had embarked on, so it was the first opportunity to actually leverage her not only in the United States but across the world. Um, the one thing that we would have done differently and we've uh, integrated that learning into uh, future campaigns is to really have a media-to-shelf approach, um, which is basically every consumer touchpoint um, should be synergist, synergistic with the, with the talent, um, in this case Beyonce. And uh, we did not do a, an outstanding job. While the consumer engagement was there, we didn't have a great retail program, and we just learned from that. And the following year, we came back with a strong retail program so that
1: every single touch point with the consumer was, um, was very integrated. Winning an F is about marketing effectiveness. How would you define marketing effectiveness?
0: It's interesting, we're we're just starting uh, to embark down this integrated marketing model and um, we we define marketing effectiveness as um, really leveraging every element of the marketing mix uh, to build really truly loved brands. Uh, uh, We feel that that will help drive long-term sustainability and volume growth. Um, The key ingredient to that is really having uh, a really talented marketing team. Um, across all those disciplines of the marketing mix, so having a strong digital partner um, internal to in, inside Pepsi, um, really having a strong PR team, strong media team, the strong brand team. It's about collaboration and working together in a synergistic way to make sure that every element of the marketing mix is is synergistic. And um, we actually kind of uh, kind of see ourselves as storytellers, brand storytellers, and um, we feel that uh, the more involved in the briefing process and the beginning of a new initiative that every um, every individual is the um, the better the end product so talented individuals and um, really having a collaborative approach are key
1: great so let's transition a little bit to you you've been you've achieved a level of success in your career what is there anything that fuels that it fuels you personally I mean
0: I think of myself as a self-starter self-motivated um, I really am energized by seeing the results in the marketplace. So actually seeing what the consumer uh, uh, takeaway is. So that could be measured in any variety of ways. So whether it's you know number of views, uh, number of shares in digital media, um, is you know, volumetrically or share, um, it's really about seeing that consumer response. Uh, but it doesn't hurt to really have a, a team of um, passionate and motivated individuals that uh, really keep you at the top of your game. And uh, we also compete in extremely... Um, aggressive category, very competitive. And um, I think if we're not at the top of our game, our competitors are. So we're um, motivated by um, always keeping abreast of the latest trends and making sure that uh, um, you know we're not falling behind when it comes to marketing effectively.
1: Do you have a personal motto or a quote? I, I do.
0: Um, uh, Tony Shea actually, the CEO of Zappos, um, says your, your culture is your brand. Um, and I feel that at Pepsi, um, that is something that um, we have a spirit for innovation, we have a spirit for fresh thinking, and, and we do have fun, but we drive for results. And I really feel that the end result of our marketing efforts manifests, that that, that motto uh, manifests itself in the work that consumers uh, ultimately end up seeing. Okay.
1: You're shepherding big brands. Do you have any tips for others that might fall into your shoes one day?
0: I, I, was, uh, I actually heard a, a quote once from, uh, he's actually the CMO of... Um, Of um, Capital One, and uh, it was at a seminar I attended, and and it was um, he basically was uh, had an analogy for marketers, and he said there's a lot of marketers out there that are top of their game. They're enthusiastic, they're hardworking, they're motivated, but then he went so far as to say that they're actually uh, sort of like retrievers. And, uh, what he said, there's, there's a lot of retrievers out there and there's not enough people throwing the stick. Uh, so I don't know if, uh, other people would appreciate that analogy, but it's always in the back of my mind that, um, he said, we need more visionaries we need more people setting this, the strategy and throwing that stick and then inspiring others to, to follow. So I like to think that, uh, at Pepsi, we're given the opportunity and um, uh, the tools needed to uh, to actually identify where to go, uh, identify the trends, identify, um, you know, where that stick should be thrown and then the, the, the team to actually chase after it. So I think that keeps me pretty much motivated thinking about that analogy.
1: I love that analogy, throwing <laughs> the stick. Throw the stick. <laughs> uh, so stepping back from Pepsi, Pepsi is such an iconic, it's a great brand, but... So let's put Pepsi to the side. What other brands are you following um, or motivated by yourself?
0: Well, on the Pepsi brand team, we actually have weekly meetings where we sit down. uh, There's about 20 of us on the team, and um, we use that hour to really look at what's happening in the marketplace. And a lot of it's digitally uh, focused, socially focused, so understanding um, what different age groups within our team find compelling, find appealing um, and there's always the, 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 the few that rise to the top, um, Chipotle, um, Geico, uh, Budweiser, uh, Taco Bell. I mean, they're really brand storytellers. And, uh, uh, but um, the one that kind of s- sticks out is um, it's, it's not a consumer packaged goods brand at all, but it's late night TV. And we look at what.
1: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry.
0: Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel and Saturday Night Live and what they're doing to really transform the way people engage with that, uh, with that media and, and that asset. And, it's, um, and I think because our focus is production and producing content and storytelling, I think that's a model that um, we, we pay close attention to.
1: Nice. Nice. What do you see as the most important marketing trend today?
0: I would say, and I think I've said it a couple of times, as far as storytelling, but there is this emergence in, 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 a, in a trend we're seeing in storytelling, brand storytelling. Really, uh, consumers are interacting with multiple screens. They have obviously TV and, and digital, but it's not only just viral videos, uh, you know, either standalones or series of videos. But it's also social media, from you know anything from vines to Twitter to Facebook, and um, the brands that are effective and, and succeeding are, are the brands that are actually leveraging all those different uh, tools to tell their story. So I think brand storytelling is something we're seeing a lot of. Um, I think Super Bowl, the Beyonce example was, was uh, um, you know, our first attempt in that space of really having a fully integrated campaign that touched every okay. consumer touch point. Um, And I'm seeing more and more of that in the marketplace in this brand
1: storytelling. How, what do you think are the critical elements to this? Telling that story,
0: I think it's really first having a, 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 a truly defined uh, articulation of what your brand proposition is, um, and then really driving that home in a synergistic way. Um, you know, during that specific period of time. So, um, you know, to tell a story, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a long narrative. It doesn't have to span over months or years. Uh, but I think if it's a campaign that's fully integrated, um, the, the key tool is to ensure that. Every touchpoint is consistent with that messaging. So clarity to the
1: consumer is key. So you talked a lot of a, a lot of trends. How does that change the organization? And do you, do you think the organization needs to evolve over the next, and I, I, not necessarily Pepsi, but organizations in general over the next five to 10 years?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think, and, and Pepsi is a, a great example of a company that is undergoing uh, some, some internal change in organizational structure. Um, we are incorporating more of a global model um, you know we're a 117-year-old brand, but we've always operated as separate business units. And for the first time, we're taking a very global look at uh, our, our positioning and um, our design. And um, what that allows for is consistency across the world, but then allows each of the individual markets to um, activate the, the way they think is appropriate for their market to drive business results. So I think that's one way we've changed. We're also taking a very brand-centric approach. So I know that a lot of organizations are now wrestling with the emergence of digital and social media and what's the way to organize. We're very clear that the brand sits at the center um, and digital and social is yet another uh, medium in which to convey our message to consumers. So the brand is at the center and all of the marketing disciplines sit around the brand.
1: Are there new trends in research or, or, or things that you would like to see in consumer research that you don't have today or, well, or that you think is coming?
0: Yeah, it's a good question because I think we're becoming much more disciplined than we've ever had before as far as research. We're engaging the consumer earlier in the process than we ever have before. A lot of this is because we're getting ahead of our planning um, and we're not being as reactive um, as we were in years past. Um, the one area that, um, so that's all very well defined as far as um, engaging the consumer the area that we're still trying to figure out is uh, how to measure the digital space in social media and um, right now we're leaning on a lot of secondary research research uh, sources which are um, which are tremendous and um, one in particular is um, unruly we, we take a look at their shareable um, hmm. uh, um, viral video report that comes out and uh, we always track ourselves on their top 25 but um, I think it's understanding What the measure of success is in that space, and um, who's doing it well, and how do how can we model ourselves after that? So I think that digital media and social media is the area that we have to focus a lot more attention on, and from a research standpoint.
1: So we've talked about the Beyonce campaign. Tell me a little bit about Pepsi Max.
0: Yes, uh, we've had amazing level of success with that campaign. Um, It's all. Uh, grounded in this um, idea of zero cola, uh, zero calorie cola in disguise, and um, we we um, started off with a um, the Uncle Drew with Kyrie Irving campaign, which um, had him disguised as an elderly uh, spectator at, on a basketball uh, court, and um, um, turns out he's slam dunking in the next couple of seconds, and took off amazing over forty million views, and uh, we knew we were onto something, and then with these partnerships that we established with. Uh, um, our athletes and celebrities. We uh, we leveraged uh, our partnership with uh, uh, with Jeff Gordon to do the, uh, very similar as Your Calorie in Disguise, um, which um, a couple of years ago and that also went quickly up to over forty million views. And um, but there was a lot of skepticism about whether or not the video was in fact real, whether he uh, I'm sorry, Jeff Gordon was actually driving the car, and uh, and Jeff was very actually very upset about that because he they're actually was uh, times that he was not driving, but he wanted to. <laughs> so he had asked the brand team, "Is there a way that I can prove, uh, you know that uh, that's me behind the wheel? And uh, we set up this uh, pretty elaborate um, activation, which um, the, one of the, the most skeptical um, individuals who had written and blogged and, and spoke uh, pretty openly about it being a fake, um, we worked with his, uh, company and his manager and his best friend to, uh, stage this whole, um, event where, um, we, uh, arranged for a car service to pick him up and bring them to, uh a meeting that he had to go to and it was Jeff Gordon behind the wheel in disguise. And I mean, it, the video has taken off. If you've seen the amount of views on it and we couldn't have been happier. Uh, very nervous leading up to the shoot right. and after the fact, but i um, couldn't be happier. And we're, while we're extremely happy with the success of the video and we, we think we're really onto something with that campaign. Um, I think getting back to what we were talking about, about the media to shelf approach. Um, we really want to make sure that when we have an activation like that, when we have Strong content that we are carrying it all the way to the retail environment. And I think that that's a model that we can improve upon um, Mm -hmm. throughout the company and throughout the brand. So, good.
1: So, some have hypothesized that digital, this digital transformation is all encompassing Mm -hmm. and that at some point in the future, we'll just be all digital marketers. How do you feel about that? It's a
0: scary thought, I think. Um, You know, I think um, the, the Pepsi model, the one I talked about before, about the five to 10 year Uh, approach that we're taking to integrated marketing communications, Um, it really is a brand centric approach. So again, the brand is going to sit at the center and we feel that that's uh, the way for uh, long term growth. Uh, That doesn't mean that we don't have all of the disciplines um, supporting that brand. So digital, extremely important. Um, More and more of our marketing mix is being uh, devoted to social media and digital. Um, but there's always going to be a need for a human touch point. I mean, we, our innovation is a, a key um, um, component of our marketing plan, and we have to make sure we're getting that product in consumers' hands, that we're sampling, that we're doing experiential marketing. Um, so uh, digital, I'm sure, will continue to grow. And as we figure out the best way to use that media medium, we'll, we'll invest appropriately. But um, I don't think we'll ever fully go to a, a digital model. Okay
1: you thinking about marketing mix. Uh, you talk about shifting to digital. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think about ROI today? Yeah. And and there's so much pressure on short-term sales. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you tackle short-term without forgetting that you're building a brand? Yeah.
0: Now it's it, it is a challenge, and we we do you know measure our short short-term success and all of the metrics that um, I mentioned before on on uh, on our uh, insight side is really working with the consumer earlier, understanding uh, what they like and what they don't like, and then really putting our uh, marketing uh, dollars behind, um, behind that content. Um, so digitally, we feel consumer engagement is key. We can actually have a two-way dialogue with the consumer. We can engage them in the proposition and with the content. And we saw that with Max, uh, Pepsi Max, where consumers were really heavily involved and had an opinion and provided a narrative and amplified their voice on social media. Um, so we feel that, you know, as far as marketing mix, that's, that's the right way to integrate uh, into the campaign and to um, communicate with that consumer. But there's still a need for TV, and, and that's still the most efficient way to reach the masses. And, um, you know, we've been investing more and more of our dollars into what we see as a DVR-proof uh, um, media. So if you think of the Super Bowl and the Beyonce campaign, I mean, we invest in the NFL and the Super Bowl halftime show um, because over 110 million people watch that show, um, it's one of the few shows they watch live. Um, so we invest uh, more and more of our marketing uh, dollars into those types of programming. Grammys is another example, right. um, but we are measuring short-term ROI. I mean, we have carefully analyzed the results of our, uh, our our past few Super Bowl activations, and we we make decisions based on um, you know whether or not we achieve that success. But volume is a key component of that ROI, and, and we do want to see that immediate lift right. also drive that long-term brand equity. So it is a delicate balance, and uh, I think um, we're definitely getting better at measuring it at Pepsi.
1: Good. If, if you had to do it all over again, wipe the slate clean, uh, and come back as somebody else, a different career maybe, right. what would it be?
0: I, I mean, it's hard to imagine a career <laughs> outside of Pepsi. I mean, I've been there eight years now, and... Uh, um, I've had uh, worked on a variety of different brands, and I think every brand experience is completely different. And and the the company is also evolving, uh, as I mentioned with the organizational structure. Um, so I can't imagine a career not at Pepsi. I've also had the chance to work on and grow brands, uh, billion dollar brands like Brisk and um, and and Lipton Pure Leaf. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with. Um, Eminem on Brisk. I've worked with Beyonce and Bruno Mars. So if you look back and you think of the properties and the partnerships and the collaboration and the agency partners that we've uh, worked with, it's hard to imagine. Uh, not. And this is an exciting time to be in this, in this field. I mean, there's, there's so much going on with digital media and social media. Um, that um, I can't imagine being
1: anywhere else. So the only thing you would change is just more of the same.
0: Yeah, more of the same. Maybe <laughs> if I got there earlier in my career, maybe if it was uh, longer than uh, the eight years, but I think, uh, you know, it's, it's I'll take what I what I can get with that. But it's definitely a rewarding experience. So,
1: well, thank you very much for sitting down uh, with okay. us. Thank you, and I really appreciate it.